Do you know a high schooler who is a natural leader and loves to give back to their community? The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Student Visionaries of the Year program might be the perfect opportunity. Forming strong teams to support them, Student Visionaries of the Year candidates fundraise for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This seven-week philanthropic leadership development program helps students gain valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship. Not to mention, it looks great on college applications. But most importantly, it's a chance for students to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on the lives of blood cancer patients and their families. Learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Monday, June 26th, and we are here answering your financial questions. If you have a question, something going on in your life, and there is some extension into your finances or we need to figure out how to use your money to get you where you want to go, then give us a holler. Go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the Contact Us button and let us know if you would be willing to come on the air live because that's so much fun. While you're on the website, you will see there is all this stuff about our new service. It's called Jill on Money Live. Should I still call it new? I guess. It's still new-ish. We only started it this year. This is the service that comes with four quarterly live webinars and lots of bonus content that we're putting up behind a paywall. Now, when I say putting up behind a paywall, some listeners have said to me, you're crazy. You're not charging enough for this. That may be. It's only 35 bucks. So it is certainly possible we're not charging enough for it. My theory on this was that when Mark actually conceived of this while he was uh, flying overnight to Europe last year and then came up with a beautiful PowerPoint when he landed, uh, when he came up with this, I said, let's price it really kind of on the low side so that we can see if people like it and they want it. Anyway, so if you think it's too cheap, then you better take advantage of it right now. It is worthwhile. It's just that I'm kind of using that that Uber pricing model of like, let's get you all hooked on the service, then we'll jack the price. It's going to be Mark's decision on where the price goes. So if you're really mad about the second year pricing, it's his fault, not mine. Anyway, this week in two days, we are going to be having another webinar. It is with Dave Stahoviak, the host and founder of an organization called Coaching for Leaders. He has a top-rated management podcast. It's downloaded tens of millions of times. He is great. And he does a lot of leadership training, a lot of management training, and a lot of workplace information that I think is useful to so many of you. So if you want to get in on that, you got to subscribe right now. Jill on Money Live. (sighs) All right. I think that's enough. Let's go to listener Rocky. Rocky is on the air with us from where? The Mid-Atlantic, Rocky? 
That's correct. Yeah, Coastal Virginia. Coastal Virginia. What's going on, Rocky? How can I help you out? Okay. Uh, my wife and I retired. Um, I We both retired at 56, but I'm two years younger than her. So or she's two years younger than me. I retired in 2020, right into the pandemic. Oy. She retired January 2022. And we've been kind of laying low, um, doing some travel, but not the kind of travel we had planned to uh, in our first few years of retirement. So next year is going to be the year. And we've got a number of trips planned, probably going to be gone five or six months uh, in total. And this is the first time we're spending, you know, this pot of money that we've accumulated. And in the recent weeks, I've been doing some like worst case scenario stuff and just wanted to have the opportunity to review with you and make sure we'll continue to be okay for hopefully what will be a longer retirement. Rocky, you're my kind of guy. Let's go to the worst case scenario first. That's how I roll. How old are you? Uh, I will be 60 in about two weeks. Oh, all right. And your wife is how old? Uh, She's 57, be 58 in September. Okay. And you're fully retired. Neither of you is working part-time or consulting or doing anything like that, right? That's correct. Okay. Are either of you entitled to pensions? We both are, and we're both receiving them now, oh, yes. Oh, my God. Mark, so jealous. Okay, Rocky, how much is the pension that you receive? Mine is 110000 a year. Oh, nice. And what about your wife's? Hers is 60000 Besides that income that you are receiving through the pensions, do you have other income, rental income, anything else that's coming in? No, we do not. Okay. I'm going to get your assets in just a second. But, you know, without the travel, just the life, how much do you need to live on? Um, I've done a pretty good job with our, you know, tracking expenses and budgeting. And it's it's around 11000 a year, 11500 something around there. You mean a month, right? Uh, I'm sorry, a month. <laughs> yeah, it was a, a year. year I'd be great pretty good. Wow. We're saving so much money. I only spent <laughs> eleven grand last year. Okay. So, um, all right. So that's good. So you're in your right. So you've actually saved money since you retired, but that's going to end all all too soon. Will you both be entitled to Social Security? Yes, we both will. Okay. And is the game plan to delay that as long as possible? Well, that's one of my questions. Um, the longevity on my side of the family isn't that great. Mm. Um, I have a, my father and my brother both made 60, but they didn't make 61. Um, yeah, was, I have another brother this is a big year for you, dude. <laughs> Jeez. I have another brother that's 75. I have a sister that's 67. So we're, you know. Let me get on to the 75 guy. Let me, let's, yeah. let's, let's get on that track. <laughs> so your full retirement age, Social Security, is how much? Uh, full retirement age at 67 is 42000 and change. Okay. And what about for your wife? Uh, exact same. We have the exact same Social Security benefit. Oh, interesting. How's the longevity in her family? Uh, definitely better. I mean, they they make it to, you know, uh, early 70s or late 70s at least. Got to get you up to the octogenarian thing. Uh, are you guys both, though, in good health generally, both of you? Yeah. Um, yeah. And we, we belong to, you know, fitness clubs and you know, we go for long walks. I go, I go for runs. I'll do half marathons every once in a while. Look so, at you, big shot. Uh, so try, yeah, try, trying to do the things that I'm supposed to do. Okay. So tell me about how much money you will be spending on these five months of trips. Um, it's going to be um, guesstimating, uh, you know, based on all the information I have between maybe 140000 and 180000 
Um, that is not messing around, man. <laughs> it's like well, real. One, one of the trips is, is, is semester at sea, which we're actually traveling with a number of college students. Uh, and, and that alone is going to be 105 days uh, on, on, a, on a boat. Look, I'm going to just say 150 grand. What's the most likely, is that going to, in other words, you said you want to do that like every year for how no, long? No, no, no. Okay. No, no. This is just I, like I mean, the I, big year. Yeah, I, and I could see, I could see, you know, uh, you know, maybe not for for six months, but I could see being away for three or four months, maybe a couple more times. I mean, our whole philosophy is while we can do it, let's do it. You know, we're yeah, presuming we know. don't run out of money, that would be great. <laughs> we're right. <laughs> so, is it possible that like one fifty is like more like fifty in the next few years? I'm just trying to get a ballpark figure for you guys. It's possible that it's maybe a hundred. But then on the other, on the soft year, what is the number? Oh, much less. Probably uh, not even, probably 35. Oh, you're really scrimping there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I am very hopeful that you have a pile of cash that you have socked away. So let's talk about what the assets look like. What's that left side of the balance sheet looking like, sir? Okay. So uh, my wife, she was a, a career federal employee. So she's got uh, the TSP and about $1.2 million for her mm-hmm. uh, in that. Uh, small Roth, about $20,000. Uh, she got I-bonds, 20000 and cash of uh, about 70000 You guys have kids or no? Uh, we have three children and two grandchildren. Wow. But I like it. You're like, oh, you know what? They'll be fine. We're going to spend all our money on travel. All right. So that's your wife's thrift savings, 1.2, Roth, 20, I-bonds, 20, cash, 70. What about you? Uh, me, I've got uh, 320000 in a Roth. I've got uh, 400000 in a rollover IRA. I've got four forty dollars uh, in a brokerage. I've got, also got I-bonds of 20000 And I have a higher amount of cash because I'm uh, not only doing Roth conversions, but also keeping some cash for the trips. I've got about 260000 in cash. So what do you think here is the the money that you're hoping to tap? So, for example, the 260 in cash, is the 150 earmarked in that cash pile to pay Absolutely. for the travel? Okay. And then what are you going to do? Are you going to, how are we going to replenish that to get another, 200 or 250 out over the next subsequent three years is the plan to pull money out of retirement accounts, pay the tax and use that or use the brokerage account. Yeah. I mean, my wife has her 70,000 as well. And, and yeah, I thought I would gradually take money out of the brokerage account. Okay. Now, you know, you're, it's funny, you weirdly, this is one of those situations. It's like, oh, we are still in a decent tax bracket. So um, let me just find out a little bit more stuff about the the balance sheet. You guys own a home? We do, yes. What would you say it's worth? It's worth uh, $1.3 million and then my mortgage is uh, about 720000 You guys don't mess around, I got to tell you. What's the interest rate on that mortgage? Uh, 3.5%. You love this house? You're going to keep this house? Yeah, we uh, we bought it in 2020, and uh, yeah, we're really happy with it. All the all the children and grandchildren love to visit here, so that's oh, that's, that's nice. Perfect. Yeah. Any other assets that we should know about? Um, no, that's okay. I think I've pretty much covered it. Yeah. And you guys have health insurance because one of you is a federal employee. It's correct. Yes. Okay, yes. Great. 
All right. So let's just like play this out. So you're in the one, you're in the 22% tax bracket. I don't know. I'm sort of leaning towards instead of the, how is the brokerage account managed? Do you feel like, is there a big tax liability in there? Do you have taxes to pay from those accounts when you, when you're pulling money out of the brokerage account, is there a way to manage it and be efficient tax wise, or are there very low basis assets in there? Very low basis assets. I had a feeling you were going to say that. I don't know why. So you have been converting slowly but surely your rollover? Yeah, uh, to, to the, you know, to the over to Roth and to, you know, just just below the next, you know, bigger tax bracket. Right. I don't know if I even convert at this point. I might just use that money. I was starting to think that too. So I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I, here's what I'm thinking. When you get back from your five months or whenever you think it's reasonable timing, what I might do is um, take money out of your rollover, maybe not a huge amount, maybe, um, let's see, 190. I'm just looking at your tax bracket here. I'm doing quick back of the envelope. So you stay, So you only converted enough to stay within the 22% or did you go up to the 24? I went up to the 24, mm-hmm. yeah. If you're going to go up to the 24, that gives you a wide swath. So you could essentially take the money out of your rollover account. You could basically say uh, this year after you've spent down some of this money, you could you know, maybe take 50 or 80 out. Next year, you do it again. The following year, you do it again. You might be done with your rollover account. You might actually, over those three years, uh, three, four, five, you could essentially pull all the money out, pay the tax at 24% and have all your travel paid for for those years. That makes sense. Yes. I like that. And and then we don't have to worry about any required minimum distributions. Your wife is a different story because we are going to have to worry about that. Perhaps we'll see, right? We'll see what the law does at that point. Okay. So now are you okay doing that? You're going to pull the money out. You're going to spend it. We're going to be like, boom, your, your rollover account is gone. So on your balance sheet, you've now, we've now spent, I'm going to just like literally cross out the rollover account and I'm going to cross out the, the cash account because we're done with that. We're going to leave you always having a hundred grand in cash or so. And now you've got your brokerage, you've got your Roth, your wife's got a million bucks. You're in great shape. So this is good. Do you guys both have survivor benefits on your pension or is it straight line? Yeah. So she has a hundred percent of my pension, but I have 25% of hers. I think that's statistically based on what you've told us, not a very high probability. Yeah, now, sadly so. Yeah. I'm sorry to say that. I'm glad we can <laughs> laugh about it, Rocky. You know, you have a really, you have a couple of very good bailout options. You have a lot of assets and we're not even including the fact you'll have another $84,000 a year coming in from social security. I am inclined to still wait for your full retirement age, even though the odds are not quite as good. I mean, except for the fact that, you know, God forbid you die and you're 62, you'd be very mad at me, right? As on your deathbed, God damn that Jill. <laughs> I gave up those 40, that 40 grand for from age 62 to 63. Do you guys have any old life insurance policies kicking around? Um, I actually do. Uh, for me, it was a 20 year level term that goes till I'm age 70. So, um, oh my God. I'm- how much does that cost? You mean you got it when you were fifty? Yeah. Why'd was, you get it uh, when you were fifty? Because it was seven twenty. Well, I mean, from an investment standpoint, if I actually died at sixty, it would have been a phenomenal investment. <laughs> oh, unfortunately, uh, you didn't make that happen. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the premium is seven eighty a year. So yeah, That's true. I, I thought yeah, exactly. Um, how about estate documents? Oh, uh, all done, and Great. my our children are well versed in them. Okay. 
I think that you guys are in very good shape. I really do. So don't spend 150 grand a year every year for the next five years. I, I will endeavor to do that, but it's it's hard. It, it would be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, it would be. It would be, I guess. But no, Although, I, do I don't it. know if I could be away for that long. I'm not kidding you. Like, I am, I, you said it, and there's a part of me that's, that's so cool, but there's also a part of me that, you know, I know myself. And when it gets to be around the second, the end of the second week, I am so ready to come home. And I don't know if that's just because I'm still working and I don't really know what that feels like, but. I'm really intrigued by this. And and it's cool. We hear from tons of people who are like doing really awesome travel related things. We are um, very happy that you contacted us and we are wishing you all the best. So uh, go get them, Rocky. Send us good photos. Okay. All right. Thanks so much, Jill and Mark. All right. Well, if you want to spend less than 100 days at sea, we'd love to hear from you, too. Just go to JillOnMoney.com, click the Contact Us button, let us know if you want to come on the air. While you're on the website, do sign up for the free weekly newsletter. It comes out every single Friday. And uh, leave us a rating and review on Apple. Lift someone up. Change your work. Change your wealth. Change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.